I made a million dollars in three months. Yeah. Then I did this, I sell this f***ing shit online and then, okay, here's a 30 minute video about how I'm so f***ing successful and I'm lucky. Should a fresh grad expect to be paid $10,000 a month for their starting salary? Mad. This is your daily catch-up. Bounce, bounce. Boom. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, and today we have the hostess with the newest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have Jared. So there was Wait, this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Denise, do you have anything for him before he <laughs> opens this article? Now you made it all awkward, look. I have to. Yeah, it's my job. Read the article headline properly. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm gonna do. <laughs> That's usually where I stumble the first line. <laughs> okay, so recently there was this YouTube video, right, by a Hong Kong-based YouTuber. Uh, his name is Taurus Pitt, and this video he <laughs> just he doesn't sound Hong Kong-based at all. So yeah. He's not a, a local. God, you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So what he did is he visited NUS, and he just kind of did a tour. La. He did interview some of the students there. And one of the questions he asked was, what do you think your starting salary is? So one thing that went quite viral over the past few days is that uh, this year one business administration student, she said that her starting salary, she hopes, is $10,000. Wait, sorry, I clarify. She's double major business administration and finance. Okay, okay. yeah. Okay. So she's majoring so- in finance, double major in economics. Uh, no what, difference. What is business administration exactly? How to run business. It's like uh, MBA. MBA is Masters of Business, business. Administration. Uh, a name that people just put so that you learn basic business stuff. Which is? I really don't know. I did business degree as well. So, like, it's, a, so it's a general business degree, like business administration. I, okay, I think we can look it up. Because I feel like, okay, <laughs> while, while, while you're looking it up, I'll just explain my experience in business school. Okay, let's go. So I did a degree. Um, I, I got bachelor's uh, in, in business, obviously, but I did finance. I did marketing as my double major. But there were also other options like management, la, econometrics, la, economics, and then business administration. And that was the one that no one touched because it's like, that's so vague and ambiguous. Okay. So enlighteners. <laughs> don't stress, don't stress. You got this. Okay, so... Upon successful <laughs> completion of this program, you will gain a broad foundation of knowledge essential in the industry. It is basically a general nothing. business degree. Uh, yeah, but like. they say it helps oh. to prepare students right, for managerial roles in companies. Mm, so yes. I feel like every so course like, will say that. Usually you know? when people have to enter C-suite right, in MNT, they do need to have an MBA, which is a master's in business administration. C-suite is a hotel room. It's what? It's, it's like CEO, COO, C rank, FO. All the CCOs. You're not there yet. So then, when you're a business student, right? Oh, yes. Hi. So, do you think that this, considering what she is, what she's studying, do you think that 10K is... Completely unrealistic! No, for real, for real. I think if you really have a finance degree and you become like, say, a trader, mm. there are some firms that are willing to pay you maybe close to like 8, 9K for entry level. Right. Definitely have heard of that. Or if um, I think you join consultancy, maybe not while you are doing a management traineeship, but after you get out of that six-month program, 
there is a possibility of getting high sevens, high eights. So I think 10k is not completely whack or like out of reach, but these are like, you have to be the best of the best of the best and go to the best of the best Actually, company. I was a bit surprised, right, that she was getting hit. Because in my mind, like I know of friends that go and intern, right? Because they study finance. Then they go and intern in like these big companies, say like JP Morgan or what, and their intern pay is like 4 5k. So yeah, then yeah, to yeah. me, right, it sounded completely realistic or she got the finance part, right? So yeah. then like, how come cannot? If, if you join IB, like investment banking, mm. it is it, definitely possible. Yeah, so I was very surprised yeah. that she was like getting all this hit. Okay, so I think she actually... Clarified. No, not clarified, but she expected that by saying 10k, she would get some hit. Right, right, so right. she did a very big disclaimer yeah. of like, okay, there's a difference between expect and hope. Right. <laughs> I hope like expectations la. I get 10k. Right. Yeah. But people still share on her la, so. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but how, how how do you feel like when you hear that somebody in the world, doesn't matter what her degree yeah. is, but somebody in the world thinks that she's going to earn ten thousand dollars as okay. her first job? I think hearing that she expects it, I don't care. Because I'm I'm too ignorant to understand her world and her industry mm. to know whether that's realistic or not. Yeah. But where I feel a tinge of jealousy and I don't know if it's a me problem, right? But it's like when I hear somebody like, I made a million dollars in three months. Yeah. Then I did this, I sell this f***ing shit online and then, okay, here's a 30 minute video about I was so f***ing successful and I was lucky or something, right? But then but you then want to know how. Yeah, they don't tell her to do it. Yeah. They, they try to tell her to do it but they don't tell her to do it. They're like, No, but you can buy their course if you want to buy her. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how they made their million dollars. But for those that have been to uni, have you been to uni? Yes. Yeah. So like, is there a big disparity between what you expected or thought would be your starting pay and the actual? When I in uni, right, I don't even know what the f*** is starting pay. Is, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking like, do I need to wear formal every day? <laughs> and then like, like what would I do? Yeah. That's right, it. Right. I never really think about the pay. What, what was your degree in? Comms. Comms. Comms and PR. Okay, right? Yeah. What do you mean by okay? What quite respectable. We know you say like embarrassing. I feel like I didn't learn anything, right? right, right you don't yeah. actually learn anything. In you can have learned from YouTube, lah. It's just okay. paying for the paper, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like okay, cool. I feel like for me, like I didn't have a sense until I did my first internships. Then that's when you finally get a sense of like, okay, if I'm earning this as an intern, then if I'm a full timer, there's really only so much you can go. And then I became a little bit more realistic. And I think in most job portals or so, sometimes they'll give you some expectations. My career future. So unlike like LinkedIn or all the other platforms, right? You have to put a salary expectation if you are a um, like job advertiser. It. Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. So then that will give you a rough range. So like I remember seeing that site and then give like I under identifying what the range is for like this kind of jobs. Yeah, but then that's my frustration, right? Because when I first started looking for jobs, right, I was I was reading all the job descriptions. I don't know what the. F is saying mm. yeah, yeah. like all the requirements all the description like so what am I doing why all same then why right this one right the job description and this one right the skills required all same but one pay like 3k one pay like 8 9k mm. then I'm confused then what then I go for the 8 9k one now you know what I mean do you get into the 8 9k one no as you can see <laughs> so actually going on uh, Dan's point of like having a list of salaries, starting salaries that you can kind of base off on. Mm. Uh, there's actually an MOE, a graduate employment survey. So this is kind of like the average salary of people in your field. And according to the 2021 one, uh, the university degree with the highest average gross monthly salary is... Hold up, hold up, hold up! How much do you <laughs> expect for your starting salary? Comment that in the comments below and don't forget to like, share, subscribe. <laughs> 
First time. <laughs> He's becoming like anchor man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ron Burgundy there. Yes, yeah. <laughs> IT. Uh, yeah, yeah. Business and computer engineering and computing from NTU. Double degree. Double degree. Ooh. Yeah. So that's six thousand five hundred and seventy-eight dollars. No, you know what? Like when I was growing up, right? Like salary is not something that people really openly discuss anyway. Yeah. So because of that, right? It wasn't something that I thought I needed to navigate as well. How do you all get that? Like, do you, did you have somebody in your life, like a mentor or like, is it your parents or somebody that kind of like guide you through this or how did you learn? Wow, for, for, for me, it was really like, I think that's why my my starting pay was so low because like, I didn't like do enough research. So like, again, I had a degree in marketing and finance. Had I pursued down the finance track, right? I probably could have had, uh, and we'll just be fully transparent here. My starting pay could have been maybe four or five K. Mm. But because I went down the marketing route, I wanted to take the road less travel and whatever, right? I decided to join <laughs> PR. I decided to join like marketing and all this. And so, my intern pay was not bad. My intern pay was 1.5. What? But, oh. but then my first job pay, right? So I had 1. two 2. offers. <laughs> my two offers was between 2.9 or 2.4 right. as my starting pay. And then when, I, this was during the same time where I had all my other friends also looking for jobs. And when I was hearing the starting pay, it was like 3.5, 4.2. I was like, tough. Is going on, yeah, and this was like in consultancy and all that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, lah. In the end, I drew, I, I joined the 2.4 one, the lower one, but because startup, <laughs> right, the the rank sounds nicer. Mm-hmm. Straight away, joined manager already. Yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah, lo. But what I realized was that when your studying pay is low, it's very hard because when you when you move companies, they will give you a max increment of 20%. And so when you start so low, right, you have to like jump so many ships, right? Or you have to be really, really good at your job to get those increments to a point where you're happy by like year five of working or something like that. Yeah, but isn't it also the case where if you have a skill set that can transcend like industries, right? Then going for the industries that are currently booming Mm. would Mm. then allow you to garner a much bigger pay because just because they have the budget for it, right? Yeah, but it's a bit difficult when it's very specific. So like, say for example, the booming market like that came out maybe in the last five years was maybe like say tech or like coding or or developing. Those are very like specific skills. But you do marketing for the tech company. Mm. Yeah, but even then, the pay that they will pay the the developers Uh. developers (laughs) are different from like the marketing team also. And then if you do want to like join as a developer, they will want to hire someone that has five years experience in developing when you've wasted your last five years doing marketing. Right. Then it's like, you're already kind of stuck in there. Because I know people who have like 3x their salary just by jumping to a different industry. Mm. Doing exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. So then in my head, I always, like even now also, I think to myself, right? Like, if I really wanted money, I just go to those industries oh, yeah. and do whatever I, I know how to do. Oh, because they, they are also looking for, for this type of skill sets, right? Yeah. Whatever they may be. Then, if you want money, just go there. Yeah. But if you are happy where you are or you want to pursue something else, then there is a, is that trade-off. Yeah. It's so difficult, right? Because the importance of starting pay is so arbitrary. Because like, I mean, on one hand, as you mentioned, the increment, if you start low, you are going to miss out on that. But then, pretty much... I would say everybody has a very bad sense of what your starting pay is and then at that point you got imposter syndrome yeah. and then like you don't know you undersell yourself and yeah. all that also so you tend to start lower also yeah. Yeah. That, which I felt like was what happened to me also so when I because I don't have a degree so that alone right, I straight away cut myself by like a big margin I felt lah. and then like when my previous employer wanted to offer me a job I was like wow People want me, yeah, even though I only got A-levels. Then straight away, like, whatever he say, right, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> then at the same time, he also told me, oh, look at this person, right, in the company. Like, that person is so established now, right? When sh- 
they started, this was their pay. Then I'm like, wow, I know degree, but we same. Mm. Or we very similar. Then I'm like, good deal, give it to me. <laughs> 2.3K. Then no. similarly, like when I change jobs, then I'll, then like that's when I realized the increment like affects. Of, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, affected. Yeah. I find it very interesting that because for me personally, I've never Okay, there are two there are two things, right? So the first one is that I've always been the one to like if I feel I deserve a certain amount, I'll ask for it. You are so brave. And then I will I will do two things, right? Because to me, if you pay me a certain amount, obviously there's a negotiation involved. Sometimes it will require you to take on more things and whatnot, right? Mm. That kind of forces me to step up mm. and take on those positions also. And it has helped me in terms of my personal growth and climbing within my the companies that I've worked with. But the companies that I've worked with all are small, like startups, SMEs. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, right, I also think that your starting pay and that, that, that amount of increment you're talking about, right, I've never cared about it. I've always looked at where can I offer and what value do I bring? And let me justify how much I'm asking for. Like, I honestly think, right, 20k right no problem if you know which company you're going to and what you have to offer them but then after that comes the 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 challenging part lah, which I feel is fine which is that six months let me prove to you that this uh, this is the true value that I bring and that it's worth mm. this amount then if I cannot then this Fire. is the gamble that we're both taking ma. Right. yeah like I'd rather play that game than to just settle with like, oh, I, I go 20k here, 20% here, 20% here, that kind of thing. But that 20k doesn't mean that I could be doing exactly the same thing in a different company, earning like less than half of that or so. Mm. Yeah. So it's that choice also, whether you want to go there and do that thing. Or, yeah. yeah, I think you got to be clever with your with your target like companies, I guess. Mm. It's like similar to like choosing school. The only problem is that can you stand out and like, are you going to waste... Because you might waste time targeting all these companies also. Like you could go apply to like Facebook, Netflix and all of this and then realize that you are competing with a massive pool of people as compared to going to a startup or SME where you might have the chance to work directly with the founders or the CEOs and prove yourself and then make your way up to like to like that, that level, like that high level of salary. But it's going to take time maybe. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. In a day job and a salaried job, right? Sure, that covers your basic needs, your 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 all your your, your housing, all its basic bills and all that shit, right? But everybody will talk about how from nine to five, that's where you cover your basic, and then from six to twelve, that's where you make your money. Yeah, like your side hustle, your 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 your, your trading, your freelance, your whatever. The f- then I keep thinking about these things, right? And then I wonder, like, how am I using my six to twelve, and then whether it's should it be money focused, or oh. do I want to spend that time? focusing on so many other aspects of my life. And then how do you then carve out time for family, for friends, for relationships, for your other hobbies, your other activities? Is that, I, I, I don't know, eh? Question, questioning that, but at the same time, understand that it's a, it's a sacrifice that needs to be made if I want that, that wow, that money. Yeah, but then you see, right, like, do you feel jealous that you didn't go for an industry that just pays you 10k to begin with then you don't even need that side hustle after work you know it's like you already make that but money. you still do 10k is 
enough, man. No, but it's the first job though. But then job to, like, satisfaction, eh? 2K, 3K. Like, what if I do a 10k job, but then I hate going to work every day, and that takes up yeah, the yeah. bulk of my day. The, what I would say is that when when I first joined like the workforce, right, and thought money is not important, I want to pursue passion, and so I went for low pay, and then now, right, I think if I could redo it all over again, right, I would redo the other you route, and I would, the pay. I would choose the pay. Yeah. Why? So, because I do feel that the slog, right, or the grind, right, will last for what maybe five years, seven years, ten years max. But those are your youth years, like yeah. where you have the energy. To grind. And then exactly. And then once you make it already, right? And either start out your own firm or become a manager or whatever, it really becomes less grindy. If you had to choose starting pay, higher option, but maybe not so enjoyable experience in terms yeah. of work versus lower pay, but wow, passion. <laughs> Every day, my friends. I work with my friends. You will choose the higher pay. I'll choose the money any day now. I counterpoint that because I've literally lived through it. So, I quit my job. I quit my job here. Oh, all my friends and all that kind of stuff. I love this place. And then I quit hoping for, just hoping to find, I mean, a starting, a higher salary was one of the options, was one of the reasons why. I did have a higher pay. Mm. It was civil service. So, the runway for that is, hey, it's pretty comfortable. Yeah, it's comfortable. you, You don't, if I just carry on, right, I don't have to worry about my finances for the rest of my life. Yeah, set for life. But, I did it for 1.5 years. And mm-hmm. not saying I hate the job. <laughs> not saying that I hated my job. But it just didn't feel like a right fit. La. The money wasn't enough. The money, to pay I knew over. that if I just continued, everything would be settled. But something just kept eating at me. Uh, yeah. And like, you know where you belong. Uh. This no, guy. but do you not think that it would have been, been different, right? If you knew in your mind that, okay, this is a three-year <coughs> time period. Let me go and slot my guts out here. Get that comfortable margin before mm. going back like Dan said. So going on Dan's point, right? He yeah. said like, the young years where you get to be stupid and make little money is where you are your most uh, energetic, your most... You have the most energy. to give. You have the most to give. Yeah. There's also the years that you want to enjoy, right? <laughs> Not that slog myself into an office where I just walk, drag myself there every day and like... No, but uh, the reality was, was that I did join a startup. I was getting shit paid and I was working until 12am and 1am still. So I was... So don't get exploited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> basically. I think I've mentioned in another episode that there is that happy pay that they did a survey for. Yeah. And if I'm not wrong, it's about 7K or 8K sing. Mm. The minimum so, amount that you you feel like you are satisfied. Something that I always ask myself is I wonder if like, because now I'm not there yet, ma, but I wonder when I get there, right? Am I really going to feel this? Or am I con- mm. like, I'm a bit plagued by the thought of like, am I constantly going to feel like it's not enough? Right. Yeah. So I, I, that, and that I think that, me. right, is because there are a lot of people who successfully earn a lot of money. But the problem is that as you earn more money, a lot of people have a tendency to, especially if they're not financially literate or even understand mm. the basics, they start to spend more. Their lifestyle gets oh, more expensive, yeah. which then ties them up and they get stuck there. Yeah. But they don't have savings. They don't have, they are not building that wealth for something else or building something to help them to earn like more passively, for example. I yeah. actually just saw like a tweet about that. Like literally I sent to y'all this afternoon. It's about, it's breaking news uh, according to this Twitter account. More than 50% of all six-figure earners have said that they are living paycheck to paycheck. Wow. As per a survey done by CNBC. Six-figure, Kimak. Yeah, so they're earning yeah, yeah. six figures and yeah. like half of these people, um, actually more than half of these people who are earning this amount, right, yeah. are not being able to control their spending and yeah. like you said, like... Or maybe they're geniuses and it's all tied up in assets and investments. <laughs> so a frugal person who is earning less can have a more meaningful life compared to the guy who's earning more but is just blowing it all. 
Not really. You could mm. also still be like you living paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> like you're living mm. paycheck to paycheck okay. is different. One is that you're in a single room house <laughs> with not enough food and the other one is that you're living lavishly but you do need the yeah, next paycheck like, to pay for Are you crying your number yeah. or not? Yeah. <laughs> like okay, I, I will say this though that even though I would like have joined if I could redo everything I, I would have gone for the higher pay I am kind of at that level of content I, I won't review my pay la. Like, but mm. there, there was a slightly lower number I than that the math. <laughs> there was a slightly lower number than the 7, 8k that Denise mentioned that once I surpassed that I was I was happy and like I felt that I was no longer actually chasing races and I realised thinking about it now right, I no longer had the meetings where I'm looking for a race like what can I do like I, w- I no longer had that already because I was quite content and Oh, well, yeah. you keep making me more curious to know what's the number. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not very Annoying, high. Yeah. I bet it's a six plus. I felt Ooh. that the 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 my needs were were met la. There were a lot of different things, and yes, I did increase my spending a bit. But there's nothing that I feel is missing. This is excluding your side hustles. Yes. Yeah. So that means this is enough for you to save, invest, spend, and enjoy, and yeah. not have to think too much about money. I mean, and justify I could, the work that you put in. I could have a bit more for savings. And the problem is that because... <laughs> I, I mean, I, you can always have a bit more, right? Like, no, no, no. But it's like, I'm almost saving nothing because my standing instructions, right, in my bank is that once the salary comes in, money starts going out to mm. investments already. Yeah. So then it's like, oh shit, that's... Sometimes I don't have enough to like even buy like new shoes or whatever. There was this thing about how... What a first world problem. No, there, was, yeah. there, was, there was this thing about how when your salary comes in, um, the first thing you should pay is yourself. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say your mother. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> And then <laughs> after that, then you settle your bills, you, your investments, your savings, everything else, right? Because you, when you when you think about that first, then now, you will try to adjust and make sure that your salary is enough to cover everything else. But you need to pay yourself mm-hmm. first. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you mean by yourself? So you're spending on yourself, the things that you, the things that the ones, not the your ones over your needs. <laughs> no, 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 that sounds a bit scary. It's, eh? your, it's your needs over your wants. So how much does it cost for you to survive? I mean, not say survive, but how much does it cost for you to live, right? Like that should come first. If it's the other way around and you're paying for all your bills and all this kind of shit, right? Then what you're doing is that you're just spending on things that like, it's like a consumerist mindset. You are selling yourself to everything else. You are allowing yourself to go and pay for your clothing, pay for your traveling, paying for your entertainment and all these other f- shit first. And then the remainder is for yourself. Which, But the mindset should be the other way around. I think you have a very different concept of what bills are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to pay for my electricity, you know. <laughs> it's kind of a need. Yeah. No, it's a want. Wait, it's a need. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought it would be the other way around. Because people will pay for bills first. So like those are things that yeah. they need, like water and or electricity. And left. then whatever you have left, then you only spend on the one. So you don't really live that much. But if you pay yourself first, means <laughs> you're sending yourself. Yeah, yeah maybe, that's maybe. why it's on this sounds oh, a bit off. Maybe to round off the conversation, right? Because it goes back to salary, right? Mm. Um, how how do you all think you all can increase your salary? Like what are things you all actively do to increase your salary? Like to justify those increments or mm. to max out those increments? Because I know there are people who sit there and just like, I expect an increment every year as long as I do what, I'm, what the bare minimum. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. For the people who are trying to really like push that bar, right? What what are some things you think like they can do? I think it's it's having very clear cut conversations. Like if that's something on your mind, then I think bring it up to either your supervisor or your boss who or whoever can make that decision and go, hey, look, you know what, like I do have certain life goals, I do have certain timelines for these things. And obviously to make it worthwhile because the your boss or supervisor is caring about the business goals of the company. Not necessarily like your growth is important, but that's a secondary goal. So then if that's the case, what can I do that helps the company 
in order for me to then deserve a raise, you know. Mm. So like if I'm in a sales position or an accounts position or even like in content position or whatever it is, then it's like how can I deliver value to the company that then results in me getting a raise and then come up with that proper like maybe structure or KPI or it's like hitting certain goals or milestones by six months or by a year and then okay you deserve this so I feel like having those conversations opening up you might not have all the answers you, you might just start off as a conversation as to what can I do more to, to deliver value and then it's maybe a series of conversations to get there I yeah. feel that's the most realistic like, as opposed to just saying I want to raise yeah. I've been doing good work I think in general I mean like at least for me on a more personal level it feels like broadening my scope of the what I am thinking about when it comes to my work. So say for example, when I just come into the company, what I'm thinking about is, okay, how do I, in my role specifically, for example, how do I make a good video, right? Then I just make that one video good and then that's it. But then mm-hmm. as I broaden my scope to think of, okay, how can I turn this into a series? How, do I, how can I turn this into a series that can sell? Then mm-hmm. after that, broaden again and looking at, okay, how am I looking at certain processes in the company, right? And thinking about that and how to improve that. Yeah. Then I think as your thinking kind of broadens, right? Then that, like your pay will like go with that because you are thinking beyond your job scope and as Dan mentioned, like thinking for the company's goals also. Yeah. I, I, I don't think so. Eh. I, think, I think anybody can do that. Ooh, I think disagree so hard. I think, ooh, no, no. I think anybody... <laughs> can take on certain things and put them on their plate. Mm-hmm. But whether you are getting paid for your noise is a separate thing. Yeah. So it's the ability to either prove and justify the salary increment mm-hmm. or show that you want me to do something or you, there's a hole here that I can fill, pay me, increase that one and then I will take on that task. I think the difference is that one is more active and one's more passive. And right. the active one kind of guarantees that because if I hit it, then it will happen. So the conversation happens maybe six months before, you have six months to hit it. And then six months you hit it, then the race comes into effect. Mm. Whereas the passive one is like, it might be obvious, but if it's not obvious, then you will feel like the company let you down. Right. Yeah. Because or you feel underpaid because you're taking it on and then you are not being like remunerated remu- 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 <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's that. But I, I do think that um, being able to, and especially about having a growth track, right? Because if you have a very clear growth track to your manager or whatnot, then it's very clear to say, okay, this person will eventually, like as a manager, my role is to groom, wow, that's a bad word, but to like, <laughs> no, it's not. Ensure that my team can eventually rate, like, take over me. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like that that's the goal here, right? Yeah. And I can only do that if they have cre- provided evidence of rising through that growth track. And to me, what that looks like is that when you first join from entry level to my spot, right? It's about moving from working to thinking. And I think that's where processes come yeah. in, being able to see the bigger picture. Yeah. Mm. I think it's more about, and I know it's really like lame and political and what, but it's the optics of it, being able to show that you're doing the, that work. Yep. And if it's something that you did before and you want to have that conversation retrospectively, you can still have that and say, look, this is all the stuff that I've been doing that is way beyond my job scope. And now I want, I feel like I deserve something. What more can I do? Then I feel that that's how you can start that, that conversation also. Right. So the conclusion is... Talk to your talk boss. To your boss. <laughs> yeah, I think talking to your boss and getting them to tell you what you can do yeah. is, is that. Is it, that like, but because, so many people also find that conversation scary or difficult to approach. You know, yeah, which is why I wanted to bring up like how a lot of the skills that you can acquire to get yourself up, right, is actually social skills more than anything. Mm-hmm. Learning how to manage people both below and above, learning how to socialize, learning how to network, right? These yeah. three skills alone, right, can like minimum 2x your pay. 100%. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really, think like, really. something that you brought is so important is that people can manage downward, but they, they struggle to manage, manage upwards. upwards. Yeah. And it's such an important skill. All people skills are f***ing people skills. So important.
So thank you for watching today's episode. Hope you have a bit of a better idea on how to maybe improve your worth. Uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Probably not there. Bye bye. Yeah. See you at the next episode where Denise will host more. <laughs> bye bye. This all goes to the bloopers where you use the first yeah. thing. Oh my god, it's Jared's first daily catch up. Ah! What? Okay, what's the order? Shoot a fresh grad. Ah. <laughs> so thank you for watching. <laughs> Do you want Denise back as your host? This is your daily catch up. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.